Hey, welcome to It Won't Turn Off. Hello, yes. Um, this episode of the show yeah. today that you're listening to right now, right at now, this moment at this in moment. time, um, in we're going to talk about the Xbox Spring Showcase event, yeah. the Gears of War Ultimate Edition, Uncharted 4, a bunch of delayed games in the Nintendo delays Direct. Delays and delays and delays. In movies, we got some Stephen King Dark Tower news, some Star Wars news, some classic 90s things returning. For some reason. For some reason. To the forefront of pop culture. And then then there's some TV stuff. There's some TV stuff. There's that. So listen to that here. Get excited for that. So just stay tuned. We'll be back. BRB. Everything you need for Edinburgh is at edinburghnow.com, including live streaming of our station. Edinburghnow.com and WFSC, they just plain damn well go together. Support for WFSC is provided in part by John's Wildwood Pizzeria, open daily at 105 Erie Street in Edinburgh. John's menu includes pizza, hoagies, wings, salads, and more. Information is at 814-734-7355 or on the web at johnswildwoodpizza.com. WFSC is sponsored in part by Bonnell's Auto Sales, offering pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs from locations in Erie and Fairview. Information is available on the web at bonnellsauto.com. Starting. We never left. Yeah. But we're back from that little intro. We didn't leave. Did you have a good intro, Logan? I had a good intro. Did you have a good intro? Did I you guess. did you feel it? Do you like it? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. I enjoyed it. Great. It was fun. Awesome. We had a good time with it. What a good time yes. that was. Yeah. Welcome to episode forty two of It Won't Turn Off. Oh yeah. Forty two. If you add it together, it's six. It's also like Or if you subtract it, it's two. We're back to episode two. This is the second episode ever. Back to the past, Samurai Jack. Yes. Wapaa. Indeed. Isn't 42, like, the answer to the universe? Was it 42 or 43? I think it's 42, Logan. It's 40-something. It's 42. Is it 42? I'm almost 99.999 repeating. Sure. All right, then I'll go with that. Great. Happy, the number that answers everything according to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Happy Happy episode 42, Britain. Happy episode 42 to you too, Logan. It's so, the only one we'll ever have. That is true. This is the first and only episode 42 we'll ever have. Because I feel like starting over at, you know, counting again next year would make no sense. I mean, we could, I guess. 
we could just do a soft reboot of the series. The soft reboot, Start back where we try to be more one. hip with the younger kids. Exactly. Yeah. And like suddenly our designs are drastically different. Right. And um, yeah. it looks terrible. Yeah. And they tried as best as humanly possible to capture the essence of the series while making it modern, but instead they just make it inapproachable for all ages, and it becomes kind of like the this worst specific, thing in you the talking, universe. Are you, are you talking a specific show right now? Oh, like everything on Cartoon Network? Yeah. Yeah. Cartoon Network used to be good. What happened? What happened? And with that... And with that sad, how depressing was your weekend, thought, Logan? Weekend? Week? What day Just is it? Day. Today's Wednesday. Hello, Wednesday. My Tuesday between our podcasts was good. How was good. your Tuesday? It was good. Um, I actually did consume some media that we can talk about. Was it nourishing? Did it feed your soul? Uh, Kind of, I guess. Did it uh, warm your soul? Did you feel the warmth of whatever media you consumed throughout your body? Um, may- Maybe, sure. Um, it did something <laughs> for me. It entertained a few hours. Um, well, that's good. That's really all you can ask of any yeah. modern piece of media. I downloaded the combat pack for Mortal Kombat. Nice. Which nice. is kind of neat because I didn't expect it to do this. It literally changes, even though I just bought the base version of the game. Now on like the Xbox One it says dashboard, XL. it says XL. Yeah. Because I got the com- second combat pack. So. Yeah. That's neat, I guess. How much is the combat pack? It was like 20 bucks. Oh. Yeah. And is it just the new stuff, or is it everything? It's just the new stuff. I mean, like, it has the costumes that were there before. I mean, you could... I probably could have theoretically saved money by just getting the, you know, like, individual things, because they did have them as options. But I just figured, okay, why the heck not? So if you buy combat pack 2... Mm-hmm. You get the new characters. You get the new characters. You get the skins. Um, I'm assuming it just automatically downloads the pit for you because I didn't. I did not have it before. Oh well, yeah, that's part of it. I got the pit. But I if guess. you buy Mortal Kombat XL, it yeah. comes with everything that's yeah, been released. Like, yeah, the game's just it's all in there. So how it's probably more worth it to just XL. buy. Well, that's what if I'm thinking. If you want all of it, yeah. Because, like, I didn't buy any of the DLC. Yeah, uh, that's what I would do for sure then. You'd probably just save yourself a ton of money that way. Yeah, because alone, you'd probably still have to pay 60 for just Mortal Kombat X. I don't yeah. think they dropped it too much and then just no. 20 on it. So, I think yeah. it might have been, like, 40 at one point. So, yeah, point. you'd probably save yourself. Let's find out. Quite a bit. XL is $50 at GameStop if you buy it pre-owned and have a Powered Up Rewards Pro card. There you go. Which I do. See? There you go. Or Mortal Kombat X, XL Pack. What does this do? It grants probably, access to both Combat Pack 1 and 2. It's probably just like one of those XL things I used to. But it, I did that. It, it has access to both Combat Pack 1 and 2 and all previously released digital content. There you go. So that's $25, so that makes more sense. So right. I should just do that if I were to. Right. Right. Um, but it was fun. Uh, the new characters, I have to say, Alien was fun. I really liked the... The three different variations. I really like the Takatan variation. So there's one where it has the arm blades. The arm blades, and and it's definitely you can tell 100 percent it was their way of just trying to kind of have Baraka in there without having Baraka in there. Right. Um, Baraka's dead. Yeah, because several of the move types in that type 
are Baraka's moves. That I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Does he have that ridiculous slicey thing from MK1 where he, like, leans down and then just, like, puts yes. his arms Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yep, that's in there. Um, there's not, like, the arm blade spark thing that was there before. I remember that was oh, kind of a cheap move. That's unfortunate. But but it also feels, you know, very much like an individual character as well. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the, like, acid spit move thing that it has in its regular, well, the middle form. I forget what it's called. It's, like, acidic. Wow. I think. Great. Yeah. Um, but it's neat. I really like the alien. Um, Leatherface, just don't not just skip. entirely necessarily. Skip Leatherface. Feels 100% just kind of like Jason. Really? Right. I mean, and and I mean, like, how on, how could you have made them feel differently? Because, like, the special moves are literally just, like, swing chainsaw, throw chainsaw, chainsaw thing, chainsaw, yeah. hammer. So, I don't know. It it was something. But Even though I've met Leatherface in real life. Yeah, Britain has. Um, he has a picture with him. I don't not the like actual murderer. No, but, but the actor. Yeah, the actor. Um, I just I don't. I've never been like a giant fan of Texas Chainsaw. Neither have I. I've never been a giant fan of the character in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's all right mm-hmm. that Leatherface is in there, but I am yeah. certainly not gonna spend much time playing exactly. as Leatherface. Yeah. Um, Triborg was yeah, really cool. I'm, I'm most interested to learn how Triborg. Triborg was nice because it's just like getting the robots back in that you kind of should have been in there I felt like anyway because yeah. they they, well, they turned Sector into a computer yeah in the story mode yeah I forgot about that was a thing yeah, yeah. but like Sector like they all just have their moves so, like each variation is mm-hmm. just like you're basically playing as that character well, then Smoke's neat is Cyber Sub-Zero like a fourth variation? yeah I don't know I've seen that that there is the Cyber Sub-Zero type and I you know, I thought maybe you have to beat, like, a classic tower because you know how you get, like, the character ending for doing yeah. that? So I did that last night, and I thought, okay, maybe that unlocks the Cyber Sub-Zero type, mm-hmm. but I, it didn't. So I don't know whether there's something weird like you have to hold both triggers when you select it and it makes it a thing or something like that, but I didn't see that variation. There you go. So how Like, I know it's in there. Cyber Sub-Zero form. Yeah, so do you, is it an unlockable thing? Is that what it is? Well, let's find out. Move the cursor on a triborg and press the selection button once. When you have the option to choose between the normal three variations, instead hit up on the D-pad twice and then triangle oh. on PS4 or Y on the Xbox One. I figured it was a weird kind of... Okay. Yeah. That's neat. I so guess. now we know. Um, But it was fun because, you know, once again, it was just kind of, you know, for people that wanted smoke or... You Which know, I did. Yeah. You know, it feels it feels like smoke, so it's cool. Um, so that was fun. And then I have to say I was a little surprised. Um, Bo Raichu is, like, one, my favorite one out of the four. Great. Especially as one variation. He has this cane, and you just – it's awesome. It's amazing. Is it a bow staff or is it a cane? It's literally – it's like a cane. Like, it's like oh, a walking okay. cane. Oh, okay. And it's awesome. And you use it to, like, trip people up, and there's, like, a spin thing, and – he does really well with it. He has a move where he literally farts. Yeah, no, he always has had that. It's amazing. Yeah, he has the. Does he have the puking one too? Oh yeah, his Good. his his X ray mm-hmm. is triggered by him puking on the floor. That makes sense. And then like they slip on it. It's it's, oh, right, it's amazing. Great. Yeah, he's a hero. It's awesome. So, uh, so that's been fun. Uh, that's what I pretty much did yesterday. Was yep. 
And the weird thing about it is I thought it would take a long time to download. It downloaded in, like, like two seconds. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's just character data. Yeah, so. so I have to think that even on the core disk that was always planned because it was like yeah. it was like it felt like it was just unlocked instead well, no, of downloaded. There, there were probably already in previous updates that you have downloaded oh, yeah, already. Sure. So yeah. it just unlocks them, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> what about you? No. No? None. I, I played Pokemon more I guess, a, well, a yeah. bit. Everybody is. I guess. Except um, for me. I did not buy one of the... Not that I have anything against it. I just haven't. I beat Lieutenant Surge. Oh, yeah. And then I had to fix my record player, so I fixed my record player. Nice. That's what I did last night after getting back at almost 12 o'clock. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So I, I have not had time to... And I feel like that's been the story for the past few episodes. Right. But I really... Yeah, I, I. It's understandable. We're at midterms, people. We don't yeah. have a ton of free time. Yeah, but. so there's there's that. Um, I might hopefully play some Mortal Kombat XL tonight. Mm. Um, my friend downloaded it. Yeah, you have to let me know what you think. I yeah, I think it's fun. I really of the new as a new characters. I said as I said, I really like Bo Raichu, but Alien's fun. Mm-hmm. And I have to say one thing I did really like that they changed maybe in XL that you'll see is there's a lot more character interaction with them. Oh, that's good. You know, because it, it, it kind of felt like it was always weird to me that you'd have like Jason walk in and then Sub-Zero would just be like, you must die. Like there wasn't anything specified to like yeah. the character. I but think, was it Quan Chi or Shinnok that had a, a interaction with Jason when he came out? Shinnok does okay. usually, I think, with like everybody. Yeah. But this one, it was like even more generic, not generic characters, but like when I was playing as Alien and I played um, Johnny Cage, he made some kind of joke about like whose chest did you burst out of or something mm. like that. Like there's more specific to them, so it doesn't just feel like they're not supposed to be a part of this game, but were. Right. You know what I mean? So. That's it feels cool. more balanced now, I guess. I'll have to check to see if they updated the old ones. Because as I said, with like Alien, I'm not Alien, with Jason and Predator specifically, who are not like part of the Mortal Kombat universe, it just felt like they had very generic things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but I'll have to check and see if they fix that. Right. Yeah. So anyway. That's fun. Games. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> During his spring, his Xbox Spring Showcase event keynote last week, that's a mouthful, uh, Microsoft's head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, um, talked about the future hardware innovation of the console. So we're talking about some things kind of more like dreamlike that he'd like. Um, He wants to see something similar to the way that PCs evolved. In a speech to reporters, he said that the Xbox One could see a future in which it is upgraded rather than replaced by new consoles. The Xbox One Mega Drive, available this holiday season. Basically. Great. So it's an interesting thought, because I don't have anything against it, but it would just kind of be a complete change to how video games kind of work. Well, no, because it's how they worked, and then we went away from that. Right. Because it's more cost-effective to not. Right. I mean, specifically, the, the Sega consoles were notorious Mm-hmm. For that kind of stuff, I guess. I don't know if notorious is the right word, but that happened with with the Genesis, right, and the Saturn. So, right. Who knows? I guess um, it would be interesting to see, but I don't like. Yeah. I don't know. It it depends. I guess how it would be implemented to see if I would. Yeah, I I just wouldn't see. 
Like, I, to me, I don't see the Xbox One being like, okay, this is our last quote-unquote console release, and then we'll just right. upgrade it. You know? Like, I don't, I don't see that happening. I could see it happening way down the line, but I don't see it with this generation. And I feel like it would confuse, um, like, not specifically tech-savvy consumers. Right. If you have to right. buy specific upgrades to do things. for the Yeah, Xbox and I'm sure one. they'd release, like, newer versions that already had the upgrades right. on it. But... At that point, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's the thing that's being thrown around, I guess. Well, on the opposite side of that, mm-hmm. the police still, excuse me, the PlayStation 4 remote play is coming to Windows PC and Mac in the 3.50 update. Um, there's no date yet for the console update, but the beta goes live today or, t- mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it won't include the ability to test remote play however mm-hmm. so we'll have to wait for the full version um it also includes the ability to set yourself offline mm-hmm. like to appear offline right right and um change notification That's settings funny. and stuff so yeah so yeah there you go playstation updates Whoa. it's it's update season i guess yeah because <laughs> like nothing's really coming out so yeah. it's like hey here's a new version of this uh, here's here's this yeah um, speaking of here's this, yeah, uh, yeah, the, there's a the PC version of Gears of War Ultimate Edition that was announced last June at E3 2015. Um, didn't have a firm release date, and it launched yesterday, I guess. And they just didn't even make a big thing about it; it just oh. kind of happened, I guess. I like when that happens. Yeah. Um, so it's available now on the Windows Store for Windows 10 PCs for $29.99. So <laughs> I love that they kind of made it a selling point at E3, and then it was just kind of yeah. like, eh, okay, there you go, it happened. I mean, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you want to play the first Gears of War game remastered. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There's that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's nice for PC users, but it's just kind of, I don't know. I, uh-huh. I enjoy Gears, but it's not my favorite. Right. There you go. Speaking of. Of not your favorite? Uncharted 4 Thief's End. Not only is it being delayed again mm-hmm. for like the, what, 12th time? A lot. Who knows? Yeah. It was like, it was pitched, it, like to me. It was shown at It was launch. shown as like a launch title. It, was, not, it like, should they never, have been. They never said it was a launch title, but they showed, when they announced the PS4, it was like one of the things. Yeah. And like, I understand you have to do that for marketing, but. There were several things like that. Like, yeah. um, what was it? Quantum Break for mm-hmm. Xbox, was One. Xbox One was another one that they kept being like, oh, yeah, when Xbox One launches, you'll be able to play this. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's still not out. It's been like three years, yep. and it's still not out. And Uncharted 4 is kind of the same. Well, it's getting a multiplayer stress test in North America this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um PlayStation Plus subscription is not required to participate. The client is available to download from the PlayStation Store now, but it will not be active until noon on Friday. Um, That's Eastern Standard Time. Mm. The stress test will last until 3 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday. So there you go. You can test something for a game that That might not ever come out. Be out in probably May. Maybe. Maybe June. It might come out. Who knows? Um, who cares? That's yeah. That's also a point. Bert, I'm gonna let you jump on this one because I know you were, you had feelings, on the next great, the next bit here. 
Well, Capcom and Machinima. Yeah. G- g- glorious union. Super best friends. <sighs> no, I mean they're partnered with Machinima. I'm just saying that they are super uh, best friends. Yeah, I was I was okay. making a joke of Capcom and Machinima. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. I'm not the super best right. friends. No, yeah. Like lowercase, lowercase super <laughs> best friends. <laughs> not trademarked. Not trademarked. Um they're they're premiering <laughs> a new five episode Street Fighter miniseries next March. Mm-hmm. It's uh the sequel to Street Fighter the Assassin's Fist, which quote unquote introduced us to that adaptation of Ryu and Ken. Mm-hmm. The new miniseries is going to be called Street Fighter Resurrection. Oh, and it's going to yeah. tell the story of Street Fighter V, basically. And right. has a really terrible-looking Charlie Nash. Yeah. Um, the pictures and trailer are online. I know a lot of people that are really hyped about it. I'm like, but why? Yeah. So it's... So, like, just getting it straight. So it's very similar to, like, how they did the Mortal Kombat 1. The live-action yeah. movie yeah. from the 90s? No, no, not the live-action movie. The, like, miniseries that was also, I think, Machinima. Probably. Have you yeah. seen those? It's like... Yeah. I didn't see them, but I, I don't know what I they're know called. They exist. Yeah. But apparently those... Those are apparently still going on. I did not know that that was a thing. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, if you like to watch things about video games on YouTube that they make into little movies instead of making a good movie, Hollywood-wise, there you go. If you want to watch the story mode for a game that doesn't have a story mode, <laughs> yeah. check it out. <laughs> that's that's actually sadly true. Um, so you know how Nintendo does directs a lot, Britain? Like we had one last Friday. Like the Pokemon one? The Pokemon one? Yeah, what about it? Um, they're having another one tomorrow. Oh. Not, not today. I made mistakes. Um, tomorrow about the Wii U and 3DS titles that will be launching this summer. I'm pu- so it's going to be like five seconds long? Um, probably. Unless it's going to be one of those things where they're like, new, Yarn Zelda, let's talk about that for 15 minutes, and then they just, like, jump to something else. I feel like it's going to be more along those lines. They'll talk about something, and then they'll, like, elaborate on it quite a bit. By the way, Star Fox was supposed to be out this month. Star Fox was supposed to be out, like, multiple times Yeah, and then it got pushed back to Q1 2016. Guess what? That's almost over. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great. This will be fun and exciting news. Yeah, I'm assuming that'll be a part of it. They'll be like, we're supposedly, hopefully, gonna make that game real at some point. Maybe they're gonna. I, don't know. I can already. They're gonna talk about Fire Emblem DLC. They're gonna talk about Hyrule Warriors, even though that comes out next month, right? Or this month, but later this month, right? They're gonna talk about some downloadable game that no one really cares about, right? From It'll a be studio like, that no one cares about. It'll be like Metroid Bejeweled. Oh, Blast Zone or whatever the heck the thing is called. Yeah. The whatever the the multiplayer one that they're making for oh, 3ds that yeah. people wanted them to the stop like making. Soccer yeah. ball. Thing. The soccer one. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to talk about that. I'm sure they may bring up Star Fox. Probably not. But I'm sure they'll address it, but it'll be. They'll like... just say thank you for your patience. Here's our logo and an explanation as to why there's a fox tail on Remember it. Remember how we like didn't actually why? talk about a D three? We just had like Miyamoto playing it in the background, but we blurred out the screen. And then the Zelda, they're gonna say, please stay tuned for some maybe news on the Zelda game. Yeah, they might. They might at most give us the title. No, they won't. You don't think so? They'll no. Wait till no, there's going to be a picture of it, and then it's just going to be like 2016. Yeah. Like. I feel like at this point we should at least know the title. Like it, nope. that does not <coughs> nothing. Nope. 
<coughs> but they'll probably be like, it's not coming out now, ever. Or it'll just be on the NX. Nope. They need to make it multi-platform. No, they probably will. Yeah, they They could they pull will. a Twilight Princess on it. <clears throat> oh, Nintendo. Yeah. So that's going to be um, tomorrow starting at 2 p.m. Pacific time. So that's 5 p.m. for people that listen on the East Coast. Yeah. So, so I'll be watching it in here. Yeah. I'll be watching it at home. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday. Tomorrow is Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. See. Mass <laughs> Effect Andromeda. Oh, oh, look. That thing? Yeah, yeah, what about it? It got pushed back to 2017. Oh, really? You mean like every other game oh, crazy. ever that comes out? Because like, Wow. I'm so shocked and surprised. I'm just tired of it at this point. Like, I'm, I'm to the point where it's don't tell us about a game or give us the launch. You know, like, that's the thing. When Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer thing happened. No. Um, Unknown number. Yeah, we're good. Okay. But when Kingdom Hearts 3's uh, announcement trailer, if you want to call it that, um, came out, it wasn't like they were like 2016 at the end. Or no. They, they, it just was like, we're making a game. You can be excited for it. It'll be out but at some like, point. But like, we're not going to tell you a date and then not be able to make it yeah. over and over and over again. Which Square Enix has learned right. from because right. they did that with so many things. Right. So it's one of those things It's like, yeah, if you really want people to get excited about it, whatever, be like, okay, yeah, here's Mass Effect Andromeda. Here's kind of some of the things we're working with. It's going to come out. And then when you, like, get to a point where you're like, oh, hey, guys, development team, are we going to have that out by the date we said it is? And they're like, yeah, okay, then we can say that it's coming out then. Yeah. But, like, every single time they just want to build hype so they're like, I don't know, Assassin's Creed turkeys it's a turkey based one it's weird um coming out 2016 and then they're like oh well we haven't even really started on this and they're like oh crap well let's try to make that but then push it back eight times yeah because that's what's best yeah it just it doesn't make sense it's just one of those things it's just it makes sense to just say that the game's coming out, well, like, and then wait until they're ready to tell all the people. time because of marketing. And like, right. I get that. <clears throat> right. And I know that there's, you know, there's stockholders who mm-hmm. want to be able to control the marketing and what's happening when for the releases and stuff. Right. Like, I do get that. I get that there's a business aspect, and the companies can't just do whatever they want, specifically the development teams. But, like, right. come on. But, like... Yeah, maybe work on having more reachable goals then instead of... No, because Mass Effect Andromeda is going to be like a 200-hour game. Oh, yeah. That no one's going to be able to do everything for. Right. And like half of it's just going to be padded content that's unnecessary, just like Dragon Age Inquisition. Right. Because Bioware doesn't learn from their mistakes and most of their key players have left the company. That's true. It's got to be garbage. Probably. And now it's delayed. It's delayed garbage. It's garbage that I can't even play until later. They're like, no, you can't sample this garbage until until it's ready. Right. I just want the garbage now so I can call it garbage and move on. And I have to anticipate the garbage. Yeah, exactly. 
You want to listen to our station, but you live under a rock or in a bog? Well, you can stream our station live at edinburghnow.com. WFSE, it's right there on the front page. Did your studies keep you from watching the game last night? Or was the pull of Netflix just too strong and you forgot about the game? Are you out of town or a graduate of Edinburgh and want to keep up to date on all things Fighting Scots Athletics? Have no fear, the Morning After Sports Show has you covered. Right here on WFSE 88.9, every morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Tubby. And me, Drew. With special guests and interviews from the players and coaches that make Edinburgh sports so exciting. The programming on WFSE is underwritten by the Edinburgh Hotel Bar at 100 Meadville Street in downtown Edinburgh. Their menu includes steaks, prime rib, Italian pasta, and a variety of items for lunch and dinner. Information is at 814-734-5103 or online at edinburghhotelbar.com. Exactly. But I don't know. It's just, I think game companies all over need to just stop. We're going to... Stop calling, stop calling. I don't want to talk anymore. Thank you. I lift my head on my Thank you for the dance doing that. floor. Did stop telephoning me. Movies. Movies. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Britain. Um, so, Britain, you know how there's been talk of a Dark oh. Tower movie? Oh, hold on. Yeah? Okay. So, Britain, mm. you know how there was word about a Dark Tower movie? Right, starring Idris Elba? Yeah, that's a real thing, apparently. Um, author Stephen King confirmed via his Twitter account, because that's where news happens now, Right. Uh, that Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey Great. will indeed star in the long-awaited... Is it long-awaited? Uh, well, to certain people. Uh... Screen adaptation of his book series, The Dark Tower, as gunslinger Roland DeShane. Yeah. And his nemesis, The Man in Black, respectively. So. We don't even see in the first. Matthew McConaughey gets to be The Man in Black. Hopefully, driving a Lexus. Yeah, driving a Lexus. Yeah, Adris Elba still has, you know, like the horse thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Matthew McConaughey gets a Lexus. And he's just drinking <clears throat> Negro Modelo in yes. the car. Yes. And, like, aggressively snorting coke off things. Yeah, just like Matthew McConaughey's every day. Yeah. It's <laughs> that's that's just his life force now. Coke. <laughs> coke, the McConaughey way. We have no evidence that Matthew McConaughey smokes coke. Yeah, okay. Have you seen him? Okay, we have some evidence <laughs> Him and Macaulay Culkin just get together. Together, together. Do coke together in the yeah. back of seedy dive bars that yeah. um, that Guy Fieri have, has gone to. <laughs> yeah? Yep. Yeah. That are owned by um, Haley Joel Osment. Oh, right, of course. Yeah. And his, okay, no, I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to go into Using it. Using his Disney money <laughs> to fund dive bars. Yeah. Yes. It's gonna be a Legends of the Hidden Temple movie for some reason. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. So like the Nickelodeon game, it was like a game show, right? It was a game show. Yeah, it's, it wasn't even a show. It wasn't even a TV show. No, it was but there a was a deep show. lore to that show. You yeah, had there Olmec was, and you had the Hidden Temple. You did have the Hidden Temple and First, all the elements there. You must go through the temple and get the sacred idol. Yes. Then 
Avoid the angry whatever the heck those men were. People in costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, teams of three and all that. There were teams of three, I believe. Blue Barracuda. Blue Barracuda? Uh, they had, like, team names? Yeah, they're... I'm hoping the teams factor into the movie. Like, the team names. Um, I don't know. Is it going to be, like, the lore? Like, are they going to make it, like, the... I'm hoping. The background... Information. There's literally no information. There's just like an image. It's That's happening. It. Yeah. And well, I guess there is some information. It's scheduled to begin production this month, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, and we'll star Isabella Moner from Nickelodeon's 100 Things to Do Before High School. Never heard of it. It's like, I don't know. I think it's something that would have been, I would assume it's kind of like a Ned's Declassified is it from for 90s this generation. Nick or is it new? What what that show? That's a new, I've never that's heard a of new that before. Thing. Okay, that's a new Nick thing. Great. So it's like the generation below us is like Ned's declassified. I no, they still play that. Okay, but it's declassified. It's the generation below us. Ned's declassified. Okay, but something like that yeah. along those lines, and with Joe Mendez. Mendez. What? Mendez. Yeah, I missed any. Uh, who was who directed from dusk till dawn? The series. Oh. Will be directing. So it's not Quentin Tarantino. It is not Quentin Tarantino. That would be amazing. I want like a highly violent, bloody <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. That that's what that needed. I think I think we solved it. That's yeah. why that show's not on today, as they did not have. I just that got level. a really urgent message that Kanye West is now going off on Dead Mal Five. Okay. That is a thing. A moment of silence for Dead Mouse. Oh, wait, his career is already dead. Ha. Cdon.com <laughs> um, has state. What is that? What is Cdon.com? I don't know. Okay, it's cool. It's just a source. <laughs> has stated that Star Wars The Force Awakens Blu-ray will feature The Story Awakens, The Table Read, Building BB-8, Crafting Creatures, Blueprint of a Battle, colon, The Snow Fight, The Visual Magic of the Force, and John Williams, Colon, the Seventh Symphony, deleted scenes, and Force for Change. The disc is expected on April 8th. That's next month. Yeah, so those are the special features you'll get if you shell out for the Blu-ray release. $19.99 at Walmart. Yes, probably. Um, so, yeah. I mean, some of those are interesting, I guess. I feel like the problem is a lot of them were already have Same. kind of been established. Like... Everybody was so fascinated when BB-8 came out of how it well, even works at the building BB-8. The thing, thing is, the building BB-8, crafting creatures, and the force for change were all on YouTube. Right. On yeah. the Star Wars YouTube channel. Yeah. So. So you're just paying for features that are kind of already out there. The deleted scenes, obviously, that's going to be neat. Yeah. We've heard about several of them already, but that'll be fun. Um, I don't. I don't understand whether. I guess just like a. Feature add on John Williams, I guess. I guess. Look I mean, at this man. Cool. Look at him make more music. It's a guy. It's a guy. Um, so, um, you know, it's a very questionable thing that's happening, Britain. That's, uh, it's, it exists in a, a lot of things could fit that description, Logan, specifically. But specifically, today. Um, Disney is making an It's a Small World film. Based off the ride at Disney, that's like severely full of stereotypes and you know slight racism throughout. 
Slight? Okay, not very <laughs> slight racism. Quite a bit of racism throughout. Oh. Um, Why? Is it going to be a horror film? It should be. Because that's the only thing I can see it being. It definitely should be. Um, No one knows why it's happening. Two people went in, (laughs) and they were stuck forever. None came out. It was probably because they had the, like, It's it's a a small world. Maybe it's based off of the fact that they had the It's a Small World section moment of In Tomorrowland for, like, two seconds. That's how they got to Tomorrowland at one point. They went into It's a Small World at the World's Fair. That's the thing. That happened in that movie. Well, that the thing, thing is about it, it's movie. a small world, is that you can use that song, you can pitch it down, you can slow it down, you can play it in reverse, doesn't matter. You can play it normally. It'll be creepy as all get out. It's always creepy. So yeah. they could, ju- I would, ma- I'd rather this be a horror film than a fun family-filled Disney movie. I'm feeling more fun family-filled because it has recruited Meet the Fockers screenwriters Tim Ramsom and Ramus- Rasmussen. Ras- Rasmussen. Rasmussen. And Vince Di Miglio. Miglio to draft the screenplay and John <laughs> John Turtletob. <laughs> Turtletob. <laughs> Everybody's favorite director, John Turtletob. Of the, the National Treasure. I just want to change his name to Turtletob. And then I it's just a then you picture John this, Turtletob presents. <laughs> I just picture just like a cute little image of these turtles all in the same tub. They're having a great time. John I'm calling him Turtletub, I don't care. John Turtletub who um, did the National Treasure movies, is attached to direct. So I feel like it's less horror movie psycho thriller as it should be and more. John Turtletop presents <laughs> It's a Small World. This time. <laughs> it, I don't know. I was going to say it's personal, but that's, that's not great. <laughs> and then just like the tagline will be, It's a small world after, after all. Will you survive? The really, really racist African part. That part bothers me. Yeah. It's not it's not politically correct. Anyway, that's a thing that happened. There's a petition to make J.K. Simmons J. Jonah Jameson again. Apparently he's down I'm with all that for it. sickness. I'm all for it. He was great. Yeah. He was a great J. Jonah J. Jameson. Yeah. JJJ. JJJ. J cubed. He was a great J cubed. Um, I would be all for it. If he's down for it, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. That's so, fine. So do it. It's I'm acceptable. It. Acceptable. Except then there'll be like one person that's like, is this the Sam Raby universe again? And you're like, no, no, no. It's not. And it never will be. It will never will be. In but TV. In the television. Oh, no. Um, CBS's upcoming Star Trek series has... I'm not going to read that. That's just how the Nerdist worded it, but they said jumped into warp speed. I don't want to... I said it. Ha! Oh, um, message. Anyway, because uh, Nicholas Mayer... Meyer? Mayer? Mayer. Uh, will serve as the consulting producer and staff writer... If you don't know who that is, he's the guy that directed Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, arguably... The best Star Trek movie. That's my favorite. That's all right. And um, he directed and wrote um, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. So in other words, he actually knows something about Star Trek. So this Star Trek TV series might actually be good. Okay. So that's exciting. I like that. Well, it, I'm all about Star Trek on TV. Should yeah. Be. I mean, that's probably where it should be. Yeah. Where it it's not going to be on TV, though. 
It's just oh yeah, it's going to be like a streaming streaming service. Yeah, because I mean that's fine with me because I don't. Yeah, no, that's I mean it makes sense. Yeah, but I'm all for it. I'm excited. Hopefully yeah, that'll guess, be good. I don't know. It's just like I I want a Star Trek series to be good. Right. Yes. Exactly. Like a, a TV series, mm-hmm. but I I don't know if I want it to be more like the originals or the Star Trek movies that have been coming out recently. Right. I don't want it to be set in I don't the... even think you can get a balance between those because they're so radically different. True. I don't want it to be set in the alternate universe, the JJ-verse, if you will. It, I think it might be. Just because, like, I find that unnecessary. You could just do another ship somewhere in the regular canon. Yeah. Um, But definitely needs to be more action-packed than it than the original series was, but I'd like to see more interesting, intelligent writing like the original series did. Mm-hmm. Like, some of those are just awesome. Like the Doomsday Machine, yeah. City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's an amazing episode. A lot of those. I mean, there's some also really terrible, goofy ones, but at least they were fun, goofy. Sometimes. Yeah. So, hopefully that'll be good. Disney's XD, which I still hate. Yeah, that's a thing. It's that dumb face that everyone used to use in middle school. Yep. When texting slash using AIM, depending how old you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy animated series has cast the role of Jason, the father of Star-Lord. The animated series is separate from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, however. Um, Jason, J, dash, son will be voiced by none other than Jonathan Frakes. So, yeah. Who is Jonathan Frakes? He's a guy. Okay, great. I, f- I figured you would know. Yeah. I mean, I know him from somewhere. I'm sure he's... I mean, by the way this is, is worded, I'm assuming that should mean something. But... In, in more Disney XD news, the next episode of Star Wars Rebels sees the return of Yoda... And the return of Frank Oz as Yoda. Specifically, Ezra, Cannon, and Ahsoka visit the Jedi Temple on Lothal to search oh, yeah. for answers. That's how I know him. Jonathan Frakes was, um, let me get his name. He was in Next Gen. He's, um, right, like he's I know. Riker. That's, oh! Yeah. That's why it was important. I, yeah, the name. I knew the, the name, name sounded familiar. Yeah, I, knew, I, like, I just couldn't think of where, and that's what it was. He's yeah, he was Riker. So that's kind of cool. So that's fine. Yeah, which is neat. And, Riker's know. my favorite. I would be okay if Jonathan Frakes played me, Star Lord's father, and played anyone the movie too. I just just I, have Riker be Star Lord's dad. That's fine. That's that the biggest sense. twist of all. Is that, that, that would make sense. Yeah. So that's why it's there. Gotcha. Yeah, anyway. that was weird. I just like I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I had a brain fart too. Yeah, like, like I, I know, I knew the name, and I knew, yeah, but he was Riker on Next Gen. But to the Star Wars news that you're saying, that's, I mean, I'm not. A, have you been watching Rebels? No, neither have I. But okay. for me, I think it I, is like, exciting to, to actually have Frank Oz be voicing Yoda yeah, because they've had other sure. people do it. But it's just, I just, I, it's, like, I don't know. If I had the time and the desire to watch like a four season show, yeah, I would. Yeah, I I want to watch it. I want to know what's going on. Right. But 
Yeah. Like maybe over break or something, I guess. I yeah. could look into it, but I just, I don't know. They also have like the Inquisitors, like really weird, unnecessary spinning lightsaber, lightsaber circle. Well, yeah, and death. like everyone's and, back and Darth Maul's back as the old master. Yeah. And Ezra's lightsaber has a blaster on it for some reason. And Steve Bloom <laughs> is in saber, it. Saber sword. Yep. Yeah. So that's the thing. So I guess the, since the theme of today was... Why? Today, today's theme is why are some of these things happening? It's yeah. Why are some of these things happening? Yeah. Disgruntled indifference and <laughs> pretty much. I mean, there's some good bits that we've mixed in here, but the next one is just it's so I think uninspired. I guess is why I thought it needed to be brought up <laughs> is because it's everything that's happening right now is this next bit, and that's um, CBS is making a Nancy Drew series Great. because you know I guess. People think that needed to happen. Um, Steve Kazi, I want to. <laughs> Steve Kazi has been cast as the male lead, who does not have a name currently, opposite Sarah Sh- Shahi in Shahai. Shahai in um, Drew, which is CBS's drama pilot based on Nancy Drew from the classic book series you know, mm-hmm. that like you read when I feel like you read like in elementary I'm school. I'm gonna go ahead and assume the male lead is gonna be one of the Hardy boys and then it it's should gonna be. lead into Hardy. Hardy on CBS. Um, Drew is described as a contemporary take on okay this this is where it gets really uninspired like a Nancy Drew series alone is probably not that cool but just like here is well, no, where it, it could, gets. It could, it could be, be fun, and it could be. But here, but they tried it with a movie not too long ago, if I remember correctly. Yeah. There was a Nancy Drew movie that yeah. wasn't great. Here is where it falls into the literally everything that's happening with beloved franchises area. Drew is described as a contemporary take on the character from the books, with Nancy now in her thirties working as a detective for the NYPD, great. where she investigates and solves crimes using her uncanny observational great. skills, while also navigate, navigating the complexities of life in a modern world. Great. So literally That's every detective everything. show. Well, first off, it's every detective show, and then it's every contemporary take on a classic thing, like Riverdale. You know, for Archie, I feel like it's going to be exactly the same. Except they're not in the 30s. Except they're not in their 30s. It's just going to be contemporary take on old thing. We make it edgier for some reason. Yeah. Like, nobody ever... Nancy's probably going to end up being lesbian. Maybe. Maybe. Or I feel like, I don't know, something dark. She's going to have a drinking problem. (gasps) Um (laughs) <laughs> but no one ever, when they read Nancy Drew, probably she's was actually like, just, um, she's going to be, she's going to work for the NYPD. She's just Jessica Jones, actually. And she's going to be a loose cannon. She doesn't play by the rules. She doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm hoping the male lead Drew, are you drinking on the ideas. job again? She's like, Chief, you just don't understand me. <laughs> You're just not hardcore enough. And then puts a cigarette out on him. On him. On him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, I told you one too many times, Drew. You've had enough. And then she solves the case, and he's like, but dang it, I respect you. And that's how every episode ends. We could write for this show. We shouldn't because I feel like I'd get super depressed, but we could write for this show. Yeah, or we could just make our own. Yeah. AKA. Something else. Just one word title because those are hot right now. Nancy. It's still Nancy Drew. That's <laughs> another contemporary take on yeah. the character. But this time she's, she's 29. a librarian. 
29-year-old librarian, Nancy Drew. With a gun. With a gun. <laughs> librarian with a gun. Weeknights on Fox. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was our journey today of why is this happening? In, insert franchise that you love, why it's basically the theme of today. Yep. So I'm I'm expecting it sometime soon. We it's have like, the hey, treehouse. Let's, let's take the childhood wonderment of all of these things from the 50s to the 90s mm. and just ruin them. Right. No, exactly. The, like none of them have been. I mean, some of them have been acceptable in the fact that people can watch it and just try and suspend belief on it. I guess you know to some extent. I know a lot of people like the show, but that's how I view Elementary. It's right. like. Let's take Sherlock Holmes, but we'll send it in the contemporary age. And I mean Sherlock. Sherlock yeah, Sherlock's that. the same. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's just like every single time. It It's never – I would never say a huge success when they do that. It's never like, wow, I'm really glad they took that modern contemporary take on the Smurfs. It's it's always why did this happen? Like that's always the ant. That's what it always comes to is why did this happen? Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for who were the kids that had the treehouse that would like take them to historical the magic treehouse. Is that just what it's called, magic treehouse? Yeah. Oh, I thought I had a more inspired name than that. Um, <clears throat> that's what I'm expecting the magic treehouse kids in the future. But then it's a time traveling crime drama. There was one, like, they all had a place and then a Mm -hmm. something. There was one, it was either, like, Pirates or Mm -hmm. something else. It starts with the P in Pennsylvania. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this makes sense. Ninjas in New York is one of, or Ninjas at Noon, I think is what it is. Ninjas at Noon. Um, I'm also waiting for when they have the contemporary take on the Magic School Bus kids. Oh, and they're all just, like, crack addled. Yeah, in their cyberpunk future where they have to use the magic tree house, tree bus, <laughs> tree bus, the magic school bus to get on the magic tree bus to fight the apocalypse. Yeah, and then <clears throat> Miss Miss Frizzle's like a robot. She's a robot. Oh, right, of course. She's a robot. She has to be a robot. She's mm-hmm. put her consciousness into a robot body. And then there's just the chameleon. It's the only way to survive in this post apocalyptic future. And the chameleon has a much bigger role than it ever did. The chameleon is actually a representation of <clears throat> the... post nine eleven um, fear mongering. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how they would do the, that. The lizard's yeah. the antagonist. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Basically, just leave franchises alone. You know, we don't need contemporary takes on everything they were beloved for a reason don't lest we bring back up hipster shaggy like these things don't have to happen they don't there's no need they don't for have them. to but they make money so they, they do make money but the problem is and then everyone gets upset about it and they're like why did this happen and but then, then we fall back into it and like yeah. when they make the gritty jetsons movie oh, then stop. people flock to see it Stop. But then you turn around and be like, why was this a crap film? It's because we keep going. We keep going. We're the problem. We're the problem, Brynn. We could say no, but we don't. But we don't. Jen and the Holograms. Jem. Jem. And Jen. It could have. It might as well have been called Jen and the Holograms because it had nothing to do with <laughs> Jem and the Holograms. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, you're not wrong. That's true. Well, we do have a website, Brett. Yeah. Well, Facebook has a website, and we have a section on that website. It's called... Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Uh, I am Mark Zuckerberg. Secretly. You're not. Okay. Uh, it is facebook.com slash IWTO podcast. You're right. Um, we also have our SoundCloud, which is yeah, soundcloud.com slash Edinburgh Now. Uh-huh. We got YouTube. Yep. You just have to search for us. Yep. It won't turn off with an exclamation point. Yep. Turn that filter on. True. We're on iTunes. We are. It's you can listen to us there. Yep. Maybe you are listening to us there. Hello, if you iTunes. Are, hi. Stop Hello. iTunes. Thank you. Um, and we also have shirts that you can yep. buy, which we have the link on our Facebook somewhere. Yeah. Yep. You'll just find. It. It's also on the Twitch. It's also we also have Twitch. Yep. And our shirts are on the Twitch as well. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Our shirts are They're everywhere. Taking over. They're taking over. It's like kill the kill. <clears throat> the shirts yeah. are just attaching themselves to people and taking over their minds. It makes sense. Yep, that's about it. That's it. That's episode 42. 42. Remember, like, that's the answer to everything. So is rehashing Nancy Drew. trite and tri- tired tropes. Right. That was hard to say because that was three T's. That was an alliteration. Right. Trite and tired tropes. Right. Trite and tired tropes. Thank you. Bye.
Thursday night turn up is the exact thing you need to kickstart your weekend. Nobody counts down to Thirsty Thursdays anymore because every Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m., I will be bringing you the hottest hip hop. Luckily for you, that's exactly what you need to kickstart your weekend. It's right here on 88.9 WFSC Fighting Scots Radio.